Radio. This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to the Hound Healer Reports, where I'll unpack natural healing news for you to take even better care of your pets and help them live longer, healthier lives. This is Jody Miller Young. CBD has been a hot button of conversation in the pet space for the past few years. It's hard to meet a pet parent who hasn't tried CBD in one of its forms, but not all CBD is created equal, and there are ingredients in the best CBD products that you may not know about. Today, I'm sitting down with Amanda Howland, Chief Compliance Officer and Co-Founder of Elevet, one of the premier CBD brands. In an article in The Strategist that I recently read, it says, and I quote, the more we spoke with vets, the more we heard the same thing. Elevet, a Maine-based company, is the gold standard for dog CBD, end quote. And that my friends, is why I wanted to bring Amanda onto the show today to share with us what makes Elevet so special and to teach us exactly how CBD works in our pets' bodies and what to look for in a CBD product. A little bit about Amanda before I introduce her. Amanda was instrumental in the development of Elevet's proprietary product line. She has over 20 years of experience in public health research and marketing and has a Master of Public Health from the Private Research University of New England. I am so excited to welcome Amanda Howland. Hi, Amanda. Hi, thank you for having me. Thanks so much for joining us today. There's so much that I want to ask you and so much that I'd love for you to share with my audience. So today, there's definitely a movement towards natural healing for our pets. Pet parents are leading the charge, demanding options to heal naturally, gravitating towards those types of options. And it all goes back to rebalancing imbalances in the system, right? The cause really of all illness. So first, before we get into learning more about Elevet, would you please explain to my listeners in layman's terms, the endocannabinoid system and how and why CBD works in their pet's body? Yes, that's a great question. And I always say, you know, You hear people saying, oh, you know, CBD works for everything. You can use it for your gut health. You can use it for stress. You can use it for basically anything. And, and that kind of, kind of makes people think, well, it can't possibly work for everything. So maybe the whole thing is a scam. But, um, when you understand how the endocannabinoid system works, it kind of puts it all into perspective. So the endocannabinoid system is one of the oldest systems in the body, like, you know, like the central nervous system. And its main job is to keep everything in balance and called homeostasis, which is just a state of balance and good health. So whatever is out of whack in the body, not really a technical term, but whether it be inflammation or stress, the job of the endocannabinoid system is to put it back into a state of good health and balance. So it works on whichever, whatever is wrong. And so the reason we haven't really heard about this until, you know, fairly recently is that it's just the endocannabinoid system, while it's an old system, it's just uh, has not been studied by veterinarians or by human physicians. But fortunately, that is changing. That's wonderful, because we know that 
unfortunately, med school for vets is lacking when it comes to nutrition, when it comes to complementary methods. And our pets would, you know, fare so much better if there was a bigger picture view. So I'm very happy to hear that. Tell us about Elevet and its mission, its sure. science-based foundation, and, and what sets it apart, uh, making many vets refer to it as the gold standard. Well, I think in general, there's a lack of research and science and data in cannabinoid fields. And, you know, vets are very scientific people, you know, they want to know if something works, and they want to know if it's safe. And they want to see proof, which mm -hmm. as, as it should be. And it's just a very interesting industry in that it, it has largely been driven by pet owners saying, oh, I've tried this for my dog, rather than something being researched, having clinical trials, introduced to vets and then vets introducing it to pet owners. So when we first started, my partner, Christian, Karen, and I, we started looking, we thought, well, this is an interesting concept using cannabinoids for dogs, but let's see what's out there for research. And we found that there was basically nothing. There's absolutely no, no proof in, in as far as clinical trials. Mm -hmm. So we said, we think this is going to work. We think this is a great idea, but we have to, we have to know if it works before we could possibly launch a product. So we, that we reached out to multiple veterinary schools and said, Hey, would anybody like to do a clinical trial using our, you know, proprietary hemp CBD blend, you know, in a osteoarthritis trial. And interestingly, they all got back to us and, and were interested, but Cornell we love Dr. Joe Walkschlag. And so we, we decided to go with Cornell. And so we did the first clinical trial and we waited to see what the results were before we decided to launch the product, which is unusual in this industry. Yeah. And since then, and we have, you know, it was a very well done trial, a um, double blinded placebo crossover trial. And everything that we do, we have science and data to back it up. If we say this product is going to work for, you know, for itching, for allergies, um, we just finished an atopic dermatitis study and we can show you the results and we can show you how it was done and, um, you know, and why this is going to work for your patients. So um, we are, I think the only ones really in this industry that are having to see the proof before we introduce a product. And that's so important because there are so many people, pet parents included, that do follow their vets and do rely so heavily on their vets and want to know that there is proof before they try something. So, I mean, that is wonderful. Most of us, when we hear the hemp plant, we think CBD and THC, the stuff that gets you high, right? Yep. But there are other substances in the plant that have as much, if not more healing properties, and many of us have no idea about them. Explain to my listeners the difference between CBD and CBDA and THC and THCA and the health benefits of these CBD and THC acids. Sure. Yeah, you're absolutely right in that there are, you know, CBD and THC are the best known. They're typically present in the highest percentages in the hemp plant, but are really an actual licensed real hemp plant will grow with below 0.3% THC. And that's important because you want to be able to extract, first, that's, that's what makes it a legal hemp plant. But, but when you extract, you want to be able to use the 
everything the plant has to offer instead of having to like dilute or or use an extraction process that will um, remove have to remove the thc because you want the full spectrum and that includes the acidic forms and thc of course is toxic for dogs so we don't recommend that above the 0.3 percent um mm-hmm legal limit. That's very good for pet parents to know. Yes. (laughs) Yes. It's if you ever hear of a dog going to an emergency room for um, ingesting any sort of uh, cannabinoids, it is THC and that should never be given to dogs. Mm -hmm. But so the acidic forms right from the beginning, we determined back in 2016 that we wanted a 50-50 blend of CBD and CBDA. At that time, we weren't so concerned with THCA we just wanted to make sure those were below the legal limit, um, but we wanted half and half CBD, CBDA. And our trial was incredibly successful and no one's been able to replicate the results that we had. And at this point, after you know years of digging deeper into the acidic forms, we know it's because we have the 50% CBDA. So the acidic forms are present in the plant as it's, it's growing. It's sort of the, it's the natural state and they become... CBD or THC or CBG when heat is added. So they decarboxylate. But we have found through doing, you know, looking deeper into the acidic forms over the past couple of years, led by Dr. Joe Wachshalgat Cornell, that CBDA in particular is amazing for its anti-inflammatory properties and for absorption. So if you want good absorption and anti-inflammatory, which is the cause of so many things, inflammation, you need Mm -hmm. this, you need the CBDA. And we actually have a, did a study, kind of a groundbreaking study recently, where we were looking at horses, because we will do the metabolic testing on every species before we come out with the product. And we're interested in horses and horse products. We found, or Dr. Washlock found that horses only absorb CBDA. Wow. There's so many horse products out there on the market that are CBD. They're not going to work because horses just don't, they only absorb CBDA. So we, he did it three times just to make sure, because we were like, wow, this is really fascinating. Yeah. So we have this knowledge and now we can develop a horse product that is truly going to work for horses. And we know, and horses sort of have this biphasic absorption. So we we know it actually, we might need to give horses um, a once daily dose instead of twice like dogs and cats need. So I love how you're fine tuning and distilling this down to individual species, what they need, what works, what doesn't work, and that nobody else is doing this. And pet parents, unfortunately, are the ones and their pets are the ones that suffer because they just don't know. So this is so important to get this information out there. Um, It it absolutely is. It's important to do you know, do your research. Sometimes I, I always say, you know, you need the science, you need the data, you need proof. And those kind of are just words. But when you show an example like this with the horses, it's like, oh, yes, that is why. Huge. Huge. And as I said, you know, we can't emphasize enough how the importance of the acidic forms. And we're really excited to look into the other acidic forms, such as CBGA, which we're doing now, and some additional along with all our other studies that we have going on. Yeah, really interesting. So you mentioned atopic dermatitis. You mentioned Mm -hmm. early trials with arthritis. Can you give us an idea of the spectrum of conditions and illnesses that your research has shown your products to either alleviate or lessen the effects of? So we have an idea of what 
this really can work for? Well, the, so the studies we've done, as I said, the osteoarthritis study at Cornell, um, which is, you know, hugely successful over 80% of the dogs had a, you know, a dramatically improved response. Um, atopic dermatitis, you know, itching, environmental allergies, and nothing is going to drive a pet parent or a pet more crazy than seeing their dog just chewing on themselves or itching and making it red and raw all the time. So that was a that was a huge finding. We've completed a study on epilepsy, and the results are going to be presented soon. And we've also looked at we're looking at post-surgical pain and oh, anxiety. Stress is a is a big issue for so many dogs, especially with people going back to work. They're worried about you know separation issues. Um, many rescue dogs, of course, have have stress issues. So that's also that's also a big a big problem. But we're we're also looking at multiple species for inflammatory bowel disease is one that we want to look at in in a few species. So we have a, a long list. Yeah. And so many of these are widespread problems like skin, which I've dealt with with one of my dogs. And I just wanted to sort of bring up one of my other dogs, Jasper, because I think that there are a lot of pet parents out there that also may be dealing with this. You know, Jasper's a reactive dog. It's always ready to lunge first and think later. <laughs> and has your product been shown to sort of calm the reactive dogs? And how would that work in the brain? That's a great question. And reactivity, that's a tough one, because as you say, you know, the dog acts first. So you don't really have the opportunity to try to use sort of calming methods. So we have a product called uh, Calm and Comfort, which is basically for extremely high stress situations, such as thunderstorms or vet visits or grooming or trash cans or whatever trigger causes a huge reaction in a dog. So it's a very, it's a fairly high dose. It's our highest potency product, and it's meant to calm them, like genuinely have a calming effect, not a sedative effect. If it's introduced in about an hour and a half to two hours before the trigger, and it's been very, people love it, you know, it's been very successful. So, but it is a tricky thing with dogs. So, you know, we always say if your dog is either aggressive or reactive, you know, sometimes we don't, we don't know if we don't know the root cause of it, then we can't say, oh yes, this is going to work, but it's worked so much for so many dogs that say, you know, tear the house apart and hurt themselves during thunderstorms that we've been able to, to use this product at this dose and really help these dogs bring it down to sort of a manageable level. Yeah. I I have two sort of follow-ups on what you just said. And one is, would we need to use the CBD an hour and a half before every incident or would the balancing affect that the ingredients in the plant that you use over time change the chemistry or the balance of the brain and that sort of excitability trigger that the dog or the pet has in those circumstances? Well, the hope is that, and this is something that we're looking into. So again, until we you know, have the data, we don't um, sure put it out there. But what we, our hope is that over time, that the physical reaction will diminish when the dog experiences the trigger. Mm-hmm. If 
you're able to use this um, regularly. So with the best, you know, for a dog that's reactive all the time and not just in a situational, like, like a car ride or a vet visit, mm. using CBD twice daily for sort of the chronic stress and then using this other product for those times when you know it's going to be a situation with the trigger that's going to cause extra reactivity over time, not having that strong physical response hopefully will cause it to diminish. Yeah, that's great advice. Thank you. A lot of pet parents are dealing with things like mast cell. And I did in the research that I I did about Elevet, came across that the endocannabinoid system being able to modulate inflammatory responses in the body, would that also apply to situations like this where the product could help the body rebalance and those tumors disappear? That is, you know, of course, what we hope for, what everybody hopes for. That's not something that we have any results on. Dr. Walkschlag mm-hmm. has been doing studies in the lab, in vitro, and getting some interesting results. Studying it in dogs and being able to definitively say, yes, this is going to help with, you know, mast cell tumors is, is not something that I can say right now because we just you. don't know yet. Got you. Okay. Thank you. Tell us what the bliss molecule is and what it does in the body. Sounds oh, really nice. Anandamide, that, yeah, that's, uh, that's a, a name for it. So it just produces a feeling of happiness and well-being and the cannabinoid, there's cannabinoid receptors that help to facilitate that feeling. Is that different from, you know, something like endorphin releases or something like that? Well, it's a neurotransmitter. So to try to describe anandamide is also found in um, some chocolate. So, you know, when you, when you hear about people like eating chocolate to, to sort of give them, give them a lift, it's that kind of thing. Got you. Got you. Got you. I certainly experienced that. (laughs) Yeah, we all do. Right. We hear a lot about the gut microbiome and Uh how its balance is critical to good health in us and our pets. What's the endocannabinoidome? It's just the whole, it just encompasses all of the endocannabinoid system. So, but one thing to that is actually interesting is the endocannabinoid tone, which I is not discussed too often, but that is basically the health of your endocannabinoid system. So if you have, you know, good endocannabinoid tone, then your endocannabinoid system is working well and optimally, you know, if it's, if it's low or if it's high, then, then you're going to maybe not have it working optimally, but which I think is like a really fascinating topic looking into how you can how you can improve your endocannabinoid tone uh, one way or the other by introducing cannabinoids, which of course is then just going to help your body to keep you in the best possible, best possible condition. Really interesting. This is all so fascinating to me and, and it's exciting that there's even more to learn about it and possibly even more health benefits to come. So I came across this on your site about the CB1 receptors that's part of the endocannabinoidome, thought to be instrumental in erasing adversive memories. That is a fascinating idea to me that could help dogs that have had bad experiences, bad starts in life. So many rescued dogs would fall into that category. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah, no, that is a, it is fascinating. And of course, that's part of what we were talking about earlier about introducing the CBD 
for stressful situations mm-hmm. or trigger situations. So that's um, part of it, sort of that process of erasing the adversive mem- memories. Yes, but it's very hard, you know, in dogs, we can't, you know, can't really, it's hard to, that's something that's very hard to measure. I think it's a fascinating topic. And and yeah, I've been very interested in that. But of course, it's with dogs, it's hard to say, yes, this has. They can't tell us. Yeah, they can't, they can't <laughs> yeah. tell us. Like, oh, yeah, I know. not having bad dreams. But I think it's something that we just sort of need to hope is happening and extrapolate by their, you know, if they have a positive response, seem happier or less stressed. Yeah, but, but it is a fascinating concept. It of, is. It so uh, is. And it's amazing that your brain can do that. Yes. Yes. I mean, I'd like to erase some memories yeah. of my own. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people would. You know, um, and I think I think it does happen. You know, you hear about people who can't remember traumatic situations, that kind of thing. It's like yeah. your brain protecting you. Can your I'm just gonna throw this in there because it just popped up for me. Can your product be used for people? Oh, I mean, certainly it could be used for people. I mean, it's the best quality product you can find, you know, human, animal, anywhere. Um and we do have a lot of people that use it, but we don't really market or promote it for people because we actually haven't done the pharmacokinetic studies, metabolic studies on humans. Mm-hmm. So we can't really say what the optimal dose for humans for different issues are. You know, we can guess, but we don't. When we do do human pharmacokinetic studies, then we'd be able to give good advice on how much to take and how often to take. But it's funny that we actually can't do that right now. That said, we have a lot of people that order it for themselves. Yeah, yeah, understood. So terpenes are a part of your product profile. Mm -hmm. Yes. What are they and what do they do in the body? I think um, listeners will be surprised at how they've come into contact with terpenes before in many different things, but they just didn't know it. Yeah, yeah. Terpenes are very interesting. They're most well known for their, for smell. So terpenes are, you know, they're another molecule present in, in the hemp plant, and they are part of, of a full spectrum product, but they're best known for causing that distinctive hemp smell, but they're also used in very familiar scents that are in you know, beauty products such as lavender or lemon, you know, from limonene. But they also have their own, uh, aside from the smell, they have some anti-inflammatory and calming properties on their own. So they're important to have as part of a full spectrum product. Yeah, that's great. And you also, you know, unfortunately, this is true that there's some sort of snake oil type products out there. And there are a couple products that um, we've come across that have very little, if any, CBD in them, but have they've had terpenes added. So it actually smells like a very potent product, but really isn't. So that's important to know how to read a COA, um, which is a certificate of analysis. Yeah. Well, I think that that leads perfectly into, I mean, obviously your product is wonderful and I would encourage people to check out the Elevet products. But when people are shopping for a CBD product for their pet, what are the red flags or the things to look for included in that product? That's a great question. And while, of course, we think we have the best product, we hope people will buy our product for their pets. But whatever product people want to buy, there's about you know seven or so things that you really need to look for to make sure that you're going to get something that will help your pet, which is what we all want. We just 
want to be able to help our pets feel better. Mm -hmm. So the first thing is to, has the company done a clinical trial on that particular product? Because CBD is not the same. So you can't apply the results of one clinical trial to another product like you just can't. So, so ask, has their clinical trial been done? What were the results? Who did the trial? Was it at a university, um, a respected institution? Can you see the published paper? Can you see how the trial was done and if it worked? And a, a safety study as well. You want to ask what the extraction method was because CO2 extraction which is popular and people think, oh, that's the cleanest way to do it is it's, it's not really the preferred method because you can't preserve the acidic forms with CO2 extraction. So that's not what you want. And then you want to say, you know, does this product have a good amount of the acidic forms? Does it have about, you know, 50, 50 or 60, 40 kind of CBD, CBDA, because you really do need the CBDA. You want to get a certificate of analysis. And when you look at the certificate of analysis, you should be able to see all the, the different cannabinoids that are there and the percentage of each. So you can you know, find out if the acidic forms are there and in what percentage. You can find out the potency, which is the milligrams per milliliter, and you can see the terpene profile. The company should also be able to, upon request, because they're not always just on the website, but you should, they, upon request, they should immediately be able to provide you with a heavy metal pesticide and uh, mold report showing that they're, that they're clean. And it's great if a company is a NASC member, which is the National Animal Supplement Council. Uh, NASC does not regulate efficacy, whether a product works or not, but what they do regulate is uh, quality standards. So they're NASC member, then you know that they're they're following the, the quality standards for a supplement. Oh, and does the count this is a really important one. Does the company grow their own product? Because many products out there, the vast majority, are all bought from the same few bulk manufacturers out in Colorado or Kentucky. And so they're all so basically the a lot of the products on the shelves or in stores or you can buy online. They're all buying from the same bulk manufacturer and it's the same product that you can buy at the mini mart on the corner. It's just in a different packaging and there's no control over how those products are grown. And typically they're all also extracted with CO2 extraction. So that's a big red flag. Got you. And, and I'm assuming Elevet grows its own. We do. Yep. We have uh, control from seed all the way to through manufacturing. We grow our own, we extract, we have a lab on site and we manufacture all our products in-house um, and we have uh, third-party testing like every step of the way. Perfect. Perfect. I would love to leave listeners with a story if you have mm -hmm. one, a success story you might like to share about an Elevet pet. Sure. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. We have so many. We absolutely love it when people will send us pictures and stories. But I will tell you about uh, Annie, who is really one of our first dog customers. So she was a 13-year-old German Shepherd, and just she was very old and incredibly sore. And her owner actually had a euthanasia date scheduled for her. Her vet convinced her to enroll in the trial that was being done at Cornell as a last ditch effort. And it was a placebo crossover study, meaning that some dogs, it was all blinded. So some dogs were in a placebo group for a month and then they switched over to the real group 
um, and vice versa. So the first, you know, couple of weeks, she didn't, pet owner didn't notice any difference in Annie, and she begged to be released from the study and to have her euthanized because it was very hard for her to see her pet suffering. Mm -hmm. The vet said, you know, can you just hold on, you know, another week? Let's see if what group you're in, you know, let's see if, if anything happens when you switch to the different group. She switched to the different group and Three days later, she was in Dr. Wachschlag's office crying because Annie went up the stairs for the first time in years oh and to goodness. sleep in at the foot of their bed. And she was playing with her toys and her Frisbee and she was interacting with the family. And Dr. Wachschlag said, you know, she's like, I've never had anybody come crying in my office for any other product. So this is, <laughs> this is pretty great. And she lived for two more years. It oh. was incredible. So we, we supplied her with product for the rest of her life. And um, yeah. she kept us updated. So we gave her two more years um, of happy, good quality of life with uh, so that it's means amazing. a lot to all of us. We oh my god, talk about yeah. It all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is a beautiful story, and I think many of our listeners who have senior pets can relate to something like this. You know, quality of life is everything, no matter what the age. And it is. Yeah, it is. if you can help provide that, that is priceless. Priceless. Where can people find you if they want to learn more or purchase your product? So we sell through veterinarians, so, you know, all over the country, but our website is elevetsciences.com and people can purchase products directly from us. And we have an amazing customer service team to answer questions. Dosing is incredibly important. So we encourage people to call us for kind of personalized dosing for their dog. Anxiety has a different dose Stress is a different dose than discomfort. So we always encourage people to, to ask us so we can, we can come up with a personalized plan for every dog. Perfect. Perfect. Amanda, thanks so much for being here today. I hope this has been as pleasure. enlightening to listeners as it has been for me. And yeah, thank you all for listening. Join me next time to learn about cutting edge products and technologies to help naturally heal our pets. We as pet parents have so many more options today to avoid the imbalances and side effects pharmaceuticals cause when we can. So until next time, this is Jody Miller-Young of the Hound Healer Reports signing out to their health. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.